This podcast is brought to you by Clean Cup Coffee, 100% organic, non-GMO coffee delivered straight to your door. They're not just coffee beans. They got all sorts of coffee products from soaps to candles. Place your order today at cleancupcoffee.com. You got any questions or comments while you're listening? Feel free to use the hashtag RacesRecap. If you want to see the video versions of this podcast, check it out at RacesRecap.com. Look forward to chatting with you. Hey now, what do you say there, world? Welcome to the Races Recap. No pants required. I'm not going to tell you if I'm wearing mine. Um, I am Justin. Diana. James Earl. Corey. Hey, we are all former racers from the Amazing Race season 27 and 28. Here to recap season 27, episode 3. I mean, season 29, episode 3 of the Amazing Race. Uh, we were going to have Joey on as a guest today. Unfortunately, uh, he had uh, his face got bit by a bee and it's swollen, so he can't see. Is that that Rick going on? He's got the Rick <laughs> Rick face. So he's uh, he's in our chat room. He will be joining us next week for the special double racers recap, Ooh. where the first episode will have Scott and Brooke, and the second episode will have Joey. <laughs> Somebody's commenting, "You're not wearing a hat." No, no hat. Yes, <laughs> I'm seeing how long before anybody would notice I'm not wearing instantly, a hat. Justin, instantly, Justin. <laughs> of course. Yes, uh, I am not wearing a hat today. All right, so let's get into it. I actually need my phone, but. Uh, and 140 characters or less. Let's go around the room, starting with you, James Earl. What did you think about this episode as a whole? Super jelly of this entire leg. I think from just racers, I think it's one of the best sleds I've seen in a while. Well, jelly. What was jelly? What was the jelly about? I'm sorry. What were you jelly about? The tasks or just the country? I think it all, like everything. I think the tasks, the country, the people, like everything was just amazing. Wow. The only thing I would be jelly about was uh, the classroom and going to a school. Uh, That's about it. I mean, Tanzania is such a cool country that you probably never get to visit again in your life. So I like that. I like I didn't like going to Paris as much because that's someplace I'd probably visit at some point in my life. But like Tanzania, that's such a cool place that would probably never get to visit. So I definitely jealous of that as well. What do you think, Corey? Yeah, I mean. Our whole season, we like anytime anybody opened a clue, we just yelled we were going to Africa, even though we obviously <laughs> never went to Africa. And like the longer it went on, it was just a running joke. And the other teams were like standing in earshot when you were ripping your clue. I'm like, they probably hated us because they didn't have any real footage of like us saying you're on your way to Dubai. We just were always like, Africa. <laughs> Do you think that's Africa. like the place that people want to go most on the show? Uh, On our season, it was absolutely. uh, Everybody wanted to go there. And I mean, we knew which way we were progressing around the globe. And once we got past it, I'm like, y'all, we're not doubling back (laughs) to Africa. (laughs) We're not going. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the leg. It was a fun episode to watch. I I always like seeing, that's one of the reasons I love the show, obviously, is seeing these places I would have never dreamed of going to. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Diana? Yeah, so the only thing I was jealous about was going to a school. Yeah, I, 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 actually, yeah, I enjoyed the uh, the leg for the characters, the leg design, which we'll get into throughout. I didn't like as much. Uh, I, some of the tasks were cool. Others were just like, eh. So uh, it was 50-50. It was hit on a, uh, a lot of things, but it also missed on a lot of things. So let's get into uh, one thing I want to address before we get into this recap. Last week, we had Shamir uh, on the show, and... I don't like when people come on our show and are not honest. Uh, I love the. Uh, Let's find out. 
<laughs> we always find out. I mean, we talk to everybody. So uh, I, I like giving the races a platform to come on here and give themselves a, uh, a good give them a chance to maybe change people's perspective on what they saw on TV or fill them in on the things that they probably didn't see. But I, what I don't expect is people to come on here and lie and try to make themselves look better. So maybe it was just uh, how he remembers it, but let's clear up a few things. There was no 90 second time limit on the window thing. So going up and down six times or however many times he did it had nothing to do with not completing the window, not completing the window in 90 seconds. Um, so that was one thing that I doubt. I was uh, I was like, oh my god, that's a huge fact that I'm surprised nobody ever mentioned. But I went and asked a couple people from the production, went and spoke to some uh, some racers, and I, I spoke to one of the executive producers of the show as well. So there's a lot of things that I found out. Um, uh, I also found out. I don't know how much I should get into. Yeah, don't get into too much. Okay, I don't know what you're going to say, so I would just say no. I love all your sleuthing. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm just like, come on, man. Let's just be real with it. Let's just be real with a lot of things. But anyway, let, let's let's move on to the positive and stop addressing negative. How do you feel about um, kicking off the show uh, pit stop? Did you guys get a lot of uh, opportunities in season 28 to talk after the pit stop? We only had one or two, really. Well, we not really talk. No, I mean, and no. Whenever we were off, where they checked your passports and stuff, it was always like, shut up, don't talk. I mean, I feel like every te- every season you guys probably start to like sneak and try to whisper and yeah. see and pu- push boundaries and push limits. But uh, no, the really the only one was uh, when Scott and Blair didn't go home in the first episode. They we were all down there congregated and they filmed it and it, it got put in the next episode as well. And I mean, we kind of knew that was going to happen. But no, a lot of times it was like, shut up, eat your snack and. <laughs> Give us ham and cheese sandwich. Show us how much money you have and where are your passports. I feel like the only time that they do show that is when there's a story to be told. And for us, I know they showed a clip because we didn't meet anyone the first flight. So they showed after the pit stop. And then when we U-turned Chris and Logan and they didn't go home, they showed that drama when James Earl, you guys did go home. We said goodbye to you. Yeah. So I feel like if there's a story to be told and Shamir's still talking about his um, family jewels. Well, I was, I was surprised even to watching, seeing that and then seeing the difference in times between they started the team starting. It seemed like they kept those other three teams there for so long. If they were still there, like what an hour plus after Shamir and Sarah showed up, I was like, why, why are they still there? Our, our group, it was always like you were gone. Once you did your, uh, recap of the leg. You were off to the hotel or wherever we were staying. So I was surprised to see three teams still there. True. Yeah, that was interesting. I didn't pick up on that. I didn't put that correlation together that they actually waited an hour because I did write down the times for people kicking stuff off. Uh, there's three hundred twenty dollars for this leg of the race. You get a double blind U-turn ahead, which they warned them about. Uh, Liz and Mike kicked off at eight forty-seven. Vank and Ashton were only one minute behind, which really surprised me. I didn't think it was that close. It was. You know what? It was crazy seeing that because they weren't on the mat the previous leg. Like usually when they're that close, you see them on the mat together, and I just don't remember them being there. But yeah. apparently it was. And it goes back to that debate we had last week. Was it better for Tatsy or running? I mean, really, it didn't mean any, any, any difference either way. Yeah, it looked yeah. like that. It was really close. Did not expect that. And then uh, about 10 minutes behind them was Matt and Red. Seth and Olive were about, 40, uh, about 35 minutes behind them. Team Fun, another 20 minutes. But the big surprise, Shamir and Sarah were an hour and a half behind the, the last place team. Yeah. 
that's a long time to make up, but not on the amazing race as uh, when we rip open the clue, we realize that um, everybody's going to get bunched up again. Uh, I don't like these bunch ups. And well, here's the here's the thing, Justin. You are always at the front of the pack, so I have <laughs> both. Like, he hates it. I know, but here I have both sides. So, like, I can talk to both because I was in the back of the pack where we're bunched, and I was in the front of the pack where we're bunched. It is awesome when you're in the very last place, <laughs> and you're like, "Yes, those two hours be nothing." But I get you because when I was in the front, and all of those little suckers came back, I was like, "Damn it to hell!" So I did it. I did both. I mean, yeah, our whole season, I think. Only when we went to Colombia was when there were multiple flights. Well, and then going to Mexico, but they held us all since we left from home. They held us all to leave the airport at the same time, to be fair, in episode one. But yeah, the only time we had multiple flights was leg two when we went to Colombia. Every other time, everyone was on the exact same flight. Wow. That's, that's a pretty big deal. It's yeah. like having no uh, self-driving our season. But it's then it was deal. like you take a flight. Then you get the you have to go find the newspaper clue. The newspaper clue takes bunches everybody together, anyways. Yeah, bunches you at. So so why not just go from the airport to the ferry instead of making people look for a clue in a newspaper and having everybody there at the same time as well? Yeah, I'm like they were just adding stuff. They were just adding stuff yeah. in there because they knew they were landing at night and they knew there was going to be nothing to Something do. To do yeah. and, and there was some strategy talk. From what I hear, there was a bunch of teams agreeing uh, to U-turn those two teams that got U-turned, the two strong teams. Uh, wow. Did you guys have some sort of agreements during your season? Um, oh, shade. I am calling shade on this uh, one. Corey, did you have some agreements on your season? Uh, I don't – I mean, I think – us and Matt and Dana knew all along we were always like one of us has to U-turn either Bernie and Ashley or Brody and Kurt. I think, yeah, with them it was unspoken. I remember when we were in Dubai and we found out Sherry and Cole weren't eliminated. Uh, they had the uh, non-elimination. Like They filmed us the next day at the pool when they revealed that Sherry and Cole didn't actually get eliminated. And it was like two different groups of teams, like all like congregated in the pool being like, so uh, the U-turn is probably coming. <laughs> and it was definitely like Bernie and Ashley and Brody and Kurt and then the rest of everyone else. And we were like, we got to get Dana and Matt on board. We got to get Zach and Rachel on board. We got to get Sherry and Cole on board to U-turn one of those two teams. All right, James Earl, were you involved in any agreements? You turned some teams in your season? Oh, no. I mean, we were super boring. We never agreed to anything. So here's the story that Justin's really wanting to draw. So Justin made a team called Texas really mad. He just was super competitive and made them mad. So Texas bribed us all with the express pass to you turn the green team. So, yes, we were in a seven-team agreement against the green team. And he knows that if the tables were turned, he'd be the one organizing who to get out if it wasn't us. So, well, I meant nothing because none of us would beat y'all to a U-turn board ever. Thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be gone. Well, we might be a Madden Redmond situation, which I definitely want to get to uh, in a little bit. So a few teams had an agreement, and it seems like that uh, worked out really well for them getting to the boards. All of the teams are on the same flight for another bunch of points, so let's talk some U-turn strategy. Now, when you guys are looking at the U-turn, did you have a, a strategy going in and it changed once the race started, or was your strategy going in pretty much the same all the way? I, th I think for us, we were always like, if we get there and we can use it, we're going to use it. It's, I mean, the, you all know we had a 
U-turn in our like third leg that nobody used. They didn't even air in the show. And it was a blind U-turn. And I'm like, we just had a brain fart. If they literally would have stood there and been like, this doesn't count as your U-turn in the game, we would have hands down used it. Uh, and I think they needed a like friendly reminder for all of us that that could have helped. Cause I think everyone was like panicked, like let's not waste our U-turn. We got to save it for later. Yeah. But we knew, we knew all along if, if we got to a board and we felt like we could take out someone that was a threat to us, we were going to do it. We broke our strategy uh, for the third U-turn because we, there was, that wasn't part of our, our strategy going in. We would only use the U-turn to save ourselves or to try to uh, skip one team to win a prize. We could have U-turned anybody, but we just, we did Yeah. And then the third leg, we actually U-turned uh, Logan and Chris for two reasons. One, I didn't like the way that they lied to us. And two, we were friends with Kelsey and Joey and thought that they were going to U-turn Kelsey and Joey. But no, we thought they lied to us. <laughs> So well, I'm just glad it was either them or us that you are U-turning, so I'm so glad it was them. <laughs> well, the only reason, yeah, I was, I was, I told you, I, the only reason I was thinking of U-turning you is because you're the only one I was scared of for the final challenge. I felt you had the only opportunity to beat us. In the As you should be. <laughs> 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 All right, why the hell is Liz wearing jeans and cowboy boots in the hottest <laughs> country on earth? Like, okay, I know that's not all she brought. No, she was wearing sneakers, but the, but she was wearing jeans. And, they roll, and then she wound up rolling them up. And, and yeah. Mike, Mike is wearing, like, a full army gear, like, sweating like a pig from, oh. His black shirt was, when they were building the bench, I would know when I rewatched the episode, I was like, oh, they are all very sweaty today. Oh, yeah. Well, there was and one then, point in the tattoo, like, his beard was, his beard was raining. <laughs> and then imagine having to sit in the back seat together. I mean, at that point, it's like, you were just, Stank. you Ugh. can't, there's no getting away from that. And remember, too, this is a stranger. This is not like, that's what know I mean. each other. Like, like, you're squished next to some sweaty person that's not even your significant other or a friend or a sibling. All right, we're going to get into something else that I yeah. kind of – how do you feel about Scott with this quiche thing and the quiche hat? And is this very similar to him trying to be like mean girls and bring fetch? Is this a thing or is this him? Yeah. Is that is, – So I haven't looked up what quiche was because I'm not hip enough to know what quiche was. Yeah, it really means chic. It's like the new word for chic. Okay. So, so a, learn something well, new. I'm going to go to Corey. Corey, I mean, hey, you're Captain you're Hashtag. In you, LA. What's going I mean, on? Is this a thing yeah. out there? I mean, I had never heard of it. I was, I was on Brooke's side where she was all like, I am too old for this. I'm like, yes, Brooke, I am also apparently too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I was wearing long sleeves and long pants in Africa because of malaria, but we also weren't sweating like pigs. Not well, I mean, in India, we wore that. In all fairness, in all fairness, in India, we all wore that like long stuff too, and yeah. we were dressed. No, and we had like our Africa outfit, but we wanted to make sure, like, I had like what the the the. I had long sleeve white loose top and like loose khaki kind of pants because I knew that if I went to Africa, that I wanted to be covered. Both made of fast drying materials, so yeah. if they did sweat, they would dry. But yeah, but the and jeans gonna, thing. I if know. they can wear jeans and get first place, bless them, go for it. Right, exactly. I know. Like it's I mean, looking for her. Obviously, as she got me going. All right, so newspaper newspaper task. This newspaper task. What was it? What was the point? I didn't get it. Uh, there was the simplest, easiest thing to find, big, bright blue with a yeah. thing that says, for your next clue, travel to Zanzibar. I wish it would have been like you had to maybe travel to five newsstands and get like five five clues to put together about the ferry. You know, like each newspaper had a clue and 
Especially when there's another bunch point right after that where everybody's going to be on the same 7 o'clock flight. What was the point? Does yeah. anybody, anybody I just wonder. I just wonder if it's the, the flight was different than what they thought it was going to be and and they were hoping to split up some teams on the different ferries, but they got there at night and, yeah, everyone was on the 7 a.m. ferry. <laughs> just seemed pretty pointless. Leg design was pretty poor there, unless there was something that we missed that they didn't show. And apparently the quiche hat was Olive's hat, and it was uh, their way of, of kind of paying tribute to Olive. So there you oh, go. Oh, that's precious. Well, there you go. You learned something when you got the racers in the room. And uh, if you... Oh, God, who's in here? Who do I need to know? Oh, wait a second. About? <laughs> that's another thing that um, in the extra footage. So the flight from Rio to, they were on the east coast of South America to fly to the east coast of Africa. They were drinking. Like they, they were, were on the flight. Boozing. Joey's in the chat room. Yeah, boozing in. Like in flight, they were all drinking. We didn't even get a chance to get alcohol. No, I think we got it once. I got like a little. I know, one like every one. international flight, you can drink. There's like free drinks every time. Yeah, but yeah. you get like one or two little things. I don't. It sounded like they yeah. had lots. Oh. oh, did you guys? Did anyone on your season partake in that? Oh yeah, the Texas boys did Texas like boys all, all the time. They, they used their money wine. in Africa at our one stop. Yeah, they they buy beer and wine a lot of places. I, I think I had a beer on uh, from Africa to like Paris because it was like an overnight flight. I was like, I'll have a bottle well, of wine, sure. But, I think for us it was just I think Blair uh, had some beverages and I think the models did as well, but no one else was drinking. Not that I saw. All right. So the newspaper task, I really didn't see the point about that. And that led to uh, the line skipping situation here. Now, we're watching the extra footage and uh, watching uh, Team Fun do a recap on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. They did about 10 to 20 minute recap. It's worth it. They're just as fun. Um, he uh, apparently let out some details. Really? Apparently <laughs> let out some, uh, some details that there was a second line that was set up as just Amazing Race Line. There was a public line, and there was a, another booth with a little race flag set up for the Amazing Racers that they didn't see, the other people didn't see, but Team Fun and Matt and Redmond saw. And Matt and Redmond were getting all the crap, and nobody said anything about Team Fun. Well, that's the that's the best part of being adorable, and that's why I got away with a lot of crap in my season. It's because if you just smile and do this, no one says anything. Um, I was about to say this, because I didn't actually see any skipping of the line in the TV show. And usually if they're going to say something like that, they'll show like, oh, they're like breaking in front of them. And you have that dramatic like, with like the slow motion. And I just didn't see it. So I didn't know if it actually happened. Oh, okay. That, that was my thought process too. I'm like, if there was cutting that happened, the cameraman did not catch it. Cause I was like, I didn't see it. Yeah. And even if it was cutting, I'd be okay with it. You use every advantage you can. And if slick talking or, you know, you're street savvy of finding a way to get ahead of another team, Go for it. Or if you're just more observant and you say, okay, this is a race booth and this is a public booth, I'm just going to go to the race booth. Everybody who got in line was all comfortable thinking they got there before everybody and didn't look around and do what they're supposed to do during the Amazing Race. It's never stop racing. You're on that line. You're waiting, right? You should not just be waiting. You should be thinking about the next step. And at the end of the day, you know, I really just don't care about this drama is because they were all on the same damn ferry. Like, yeah. It'd be different if like two teams got shafted and they were like on a, a ferry two hours later. Like then I did it. Like I did it. Yeah, but like, that was my comment. Like they, okay, in the newspaper clue, there was probably four or five times. Why not limit it then and say, okay, three teams on the first one, two teams on the next one, three teams. I mean, 
I don't know. I feel like they were just details. And and maybe because we're racers, we look into that stuff. But I just, it it felt wasteful. (laughs) Absolutely no cutting. All right. Thanks, Jerry. All right. So we're moving right along here. This is what part of the race that actually uh, we we really enjoyed uh, the part of the race where everybody stops racing for a second because there's really nothing else you can do when you're on this ferry. You get all the information you can. There's only but so many people you can talk to. Then you could just stop, take a deep breath and suck it all in. Like, wow, I'm on the amazing race. Do you guys remember any one particular time during the race uh, that you got to uh, just relax and take it all in? Um, so I'll throw it first. When we had that overnight in Zimbabwe, where you go, you get your times, and there's literally nothing to do for 12 hours. Like, you're in the little camp. We got to sit by, like, the fireside and just talk to the locals. That was so much fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, singing uh, Hakuna Matata, playing instruments, sitting around a campfire. We got to eat a, uh, uh, Apollo. and uh, not Apollo. Apollo. Uh, it was Apollo. like a plate of meat. Imp- Imp- Impala Imp- and Warthog. And Warthog, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Corey, is there one for yeah. you? Uh, it's interesting because I, I read when you saw, put this out there, so I've been thinking about it the last few hours. And it's like, I honestly think the only time for us, and I think all the final six teams would agree that when we were on the boat in Bali, we actually checked in. One of the pit stops was on a boat, and then we were stayed on the boat for the entire night and went over to another little island. And they just had us out in the middle of the water all night. We all had to sleep out on the dock and they cooked dinner and, and did all that. But I honestly think that moment for all six of those remaining teams, it was the only time Tyler and I felt like we got a break from the race. Like felt like we weren't racing, felt like everyone was just having great conversation and getting to know each other. And we had a wonderful meal uh, and just, yeah, sleeping on the water and, and waking up out on the deck. It was amazing. And it was just like, what a great opportunity to be here and, and just what a nice little break to have where you actually feel like you're not racing and you can get to know the other racers that are left as humans and not competitors. Yeah. I thought it was interesting because, you know, they had landed the night before stayed overnight, got in the ferry in the morning. So they had been there, but I guess it was the ferry when the ferry's pulling away and they kind of get like that, that yeah. look from afar of like, okay, this is a totally new place. This is unlike anything. I mean, not that Brazil is, as as similar as you know america is but it's just when you go to africa it's just it's, i think for us it was africa too i i, I don't yeah know, that's what that. i mean it just, when we were running across the bridge in zimbabwe uh looking left and there was the most beautiful moon and then looking right and there's the most beautiful sunrise and then there's baboons and we're all yeah, like, and the baboons. yeah. <laughs> and like, i know like we have squirrels and to have like monkeys just running down the street and people balancing things on their head like you know, five gallon water jugs and then holding something with a baby on the back. And you're like, Oh my God, like I complain about little things and this is real for somebody else. So. And Redmond Ramos joining us in the chat room. Welcome. Hey, got a couple races in the chat room. We really appreciate you guys taking the time hanging out with us. All right. So that's the time when they stop and they take it all in. How do you feel about a double blind U-turn being before detours and roadblocks? There's no, it's right after a bunch point, everybody gets on the same thing and then boom, right to a U-turn. How do you feel about that? And, and them not really having to earn the right to U-turn. Somewhere. What do you mean? Earn? I think like our season. So whoever finished the roadblock had the right to go to the U-turn board and, and, okay. and, and earn the right to U-turn someone rather than yeah. whoever has the best cab wins. That's, 
that's how I felt too. I, I and it's like so funny because last week I said I we knew the U-turn was coming, and we said we hope it's something that teams can survive. But I was really disappointed to see you just run out of your cab. You don't even have to complete one side of the detour. You just get to pick right off the bat because that obviously would have changed everything. I think Matt and Redmond and Seth and Olive would have been the first two teams yeah. done, and they would have been. I mean, Seth and Olive were the first ones building. Yes, Matt and Redmond went and did the weaving first, but I'm assuming they would have picked build. And those two teams probably would have been the first two teams done with that side of the detour, arguably, and then picking if they were even going to U-turn yeah. anybody. So I, I also think the fact that it's before the detour, that like you know you have to do both. So picking which goes first is strategic instead of like putting all your energy into one side and then finding out, Oh my gosh, we have to go back and do it. Like they knew it. Um, even the detours were close by. It wasn't like two different locations. There were arrows relatively close to say, you know, for one direction it was to the left and the other was to the right. So uh, yeah, I kind of was disappointed as well. And uh, on the extra footage. And I think somebody just mentioned in the chat room that uh, if people who picked the weave first and then went to do the building had the advantage because when people got to building, there was nothing to look at. There was no replica, no model. And after, if you went to weave first and then came, there was a bunch of models to look at. So it was easier yeah. the later you got there. So that's, um, so that's true. It, it could have been Seth and Olive and, and then Mike and Liz could have been the second team to the board depending. But yeah, I was, I, I was excited for the U-turn and then I saw that they were picking before actually completing a side of the detour and I was a little upset. See, it doesn't necessarily bother me that they you it's before the detour. Like I don't mind that part, but I do mind that there was no actual like competition before you got there. Like it was a bunch point and like you said, Justin, it was taxis. So like maybe like if the roadblock was beforehand and then you did it, just something yeah. so like you said, earned it. But I love kind of when it's beforehand because that's brutal. Can you and I can't even imagine like walking up to the U-turn board and knowing I'm gonna have to do both sides of this now. Like I think it's a little different after you do one side and you run and you get there and you find out. Yeah. Can you imagine just getting the deets like the detour clue and being like, well we're doing both. Uh, well, that's what I'd, I'd rather know I was doing both. I think that's – I would rather do that than complete half of it run there and then see, oh, man, I have to do the well, other it's half. It's so defeating to, like, do one side, be all motivated to think that, like, you're ahead and then to go back. And that's what I think the advantage for Logan and Chris was on our season that they completed the double U-turn. I mean, the U-turn and then survived because they knew they had to do both. So they didn't exert all their energy in the first task. They knew that they had to kind of conserve it go as quickly as possible and then go back. But speaking of this U-turn business, uh -oh. Redmond was kind of, um, you know, a, a hot topic in the fan groups. What do you guys think of how he uh, reacted to finding out he was being U-turned? So there's a few things. I've watched some of the behind the scenes clips and there's one of Redmond and Matt talking and they kind of explain their side of the like coin flip, which I like because we haven't seen that on TV. Like we haven't seen that yet on TV. And their whole point was that they had agreed to like try to get a joint taxi, like save some cash, go to the helicopter pad, and then flip a coin and sign in. So from their standpoint, like when they weren't able to get the taxis together, the, the deal was kind of off. Because the deal was like, we'll travel together and then flip a coin because they don't want it to be like a foot race from the taxi to the book. Makes so sense. I, I understand their point. I also understand their point of like, they think, they think Ashton should have just let it go. And I did it to a degree. The point, the part that I don't, the part that I don't like about all this situation is he became so aggressive on what I saw on TV. And granted, I'm I'm prefacing that I can only comment as a viewer of what I've seen on TV. Obviously, that's all we can do. 
I, he got so aggressive with Vank. Like, he was getting up, like, on him, being like, you scared now? What's going on? You scared now? You better be scared. See, I, well, yeah, and I'm torn about it because, like, part of me, if I was, res- like, on the receiving end of that, like, that would have hurt my feelings. I'm a sensitive person. Like, I would have thought that, like, that was mean. I don't know about bullying. No, I mean, bullying is, like, repeated. No, I didn't say bullying. No, 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 I, I know, no, but, but I'm saying people bullying. online are like, yeah. oh, he's a bully. I'm like, well, that's technically not bullying. People are throwing around that word. Um, you know, that would have hurt my feelings to feel like I was being, like, you know, attacked. But, you know, part of it, I when you Nobody do watch the extra footage, the I know, thank you, Justin. But Sorry. part of the extra footage kind of <laughs> does show that, like, they are being, like, playful about it. Like, come on, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Almost like, I'm on your heels. I'm going to make you work harder. I didn't like the, like, oh, a weak team did that. I mean, I kind of feel like that was a low blow. But then again, all's fair and Oh, listen, I got his back on this one because I think it's 100% gamesmanship. If you ever think the best players in every sport on earth do this, Michael Jordan was one of the biggest junk talkers in the business. He'd talk about your mother, your girlfriend, anything to throw you off of your game, and that's just part of his game. He's considered the best to ever do it. And it's not considered, oh, rude or mean or a bully. It's game. You signed up for this game for a million dollars. It's going to be tough, sweetheart. Buckle it up. So I think it's okay to have a little gamesmanship. And what do you think, Corey? I mean, you guys got into a little bit of it with uh, Bernie and uh, Ashley, right? I was I was completely okay with it. I didn't think that they did anything wrong or Red uh, did anything wrong. I I completely agree. I was like, if you can, you're in this game, you're in this race, you're playing for a million dollars. If you can get in their head a little bit and make them nervous, I mean, more power to you. I I didn't think it was bullying. I I could see me having a similar reaction if someone had you turned us and yes, I would have been very frustrated in the moment, but by no means that I think he was bullying anyone by no means that I think it was anything outside of the realm of what's acceptable to do while you're racing around the world for a million dollars. Couple more comments and then I'll, I'll yeah. be done. Um, I would be terrified of that team if I was racing. Oh, me too. Terrified. So like, Matt and Redmond, they scare me as a team. The one thing I will say, though, is be careful who you call weak, because in Lent 2, they beat you. Like, Manka and Ashton right. beat you straight up. Right. And just, well, I'd be watching. Just like, I've been on that side where people called us, me and Mom, like, weak the entire season. Like, from the dicto, people are like, ah, weak team, weak team. We get to say some weeks. <laughs> Well, from the starting line, we knew you weren't a weak team. Trust me. I was pushing that, that damn bike as hard as I can go, and I consider myself to be in pretty good shape. And uh, you were on me. If it wasn't for her pushing me, you would have beat me, uh, honestly. If it was just me and you without the people behind us, you probably would have beat me. But because she was there, I couldn't lose. Yeah. She was just, don't give up. What are you doing? <laughs> and, I, and, I, you know, and I rode the bike for a whole, like, five minutes. I was like, I, I can't do this. I just kept telling him, like, how close you were behind us and, and I, how I, proud our families were going to be. So Yeah, it's definitely – and I, I think that one of the strongest teams for sure. And, and when, you, when you get back to All-Stars, I'm sure you're going to prove it. So. Well, Redmond commented that, you know, he was frustrated and he vented all his anger out on Bank and Ashton, but – uh, you know, like everything kind of comes out in the wash. You're friends with everybody after you kind of have a confessional time where, okay, I might've said this about you guys. Um, and then everybody's friends because everybody shares this experience. So one quick thing I wanted to mention, why was Scott Brooks so uh, excited that they didn't get U-turned? Did they really expect somebody was going to U-turn them? Here, I think I was kind of, yeah, go ahead. 
I was surprised by that comment too, but I mean, I guess you never know. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, none of you turn you. There's no point. All right. I, I just didn't know if it was me. All right. Why the hell were they all given white Crocs? We already. Uh, we, we brought that up in the chat room. I don't know if we talked about well, it. It's, um, Joey commented that like, uh, there was rocks and fish hooks and I fish think. hooks in the water, but I don't know. So if just keep those your sneakers boats, on. And they, yeah, but keep your sneakers on them. And they thought the Crocs yeah. were going to be <laughs> safer than your tennis shoes. I, guess so. I don't know. I guess it's easy to walk in the water. I, I, I have no idea. But that's what Crocs flow. <laughs> they also so have the, holes in them, don't they? Like the whole back side is open, and there's like holes in the toes. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like. Joey was like more dangerous. Hey, Joey said it's for in the boats. It was for when you were inside the actual boats. Huh. <laughs> Got it. So if people took their shoes off in the water to get in the boats, they wanted to be safe. All right. Uh, <laughs> Got it. Also, can we talk about when I Joey just... just yanks Tara into the boat? I yeah. laughed so hard at that. Like he just yanks her up like like a little three year old, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, and not much screen time for Team Mom and Dad, but the screen time they did get in this episode was pretty interesting because they, they they got up there, got the U-turn going, get up there and share a little bit of uh, of their attitude, especially coming up later. Yeah, they show Redmond, too, like asking them if they U-turn Seth and Olive, and they were like, no, yes. we didn't do it. So what was the point in lying? I don't understand the point in lying there. There's zero benefit to it. What's well, blind? I mean, you kind of hope that you can maintain that anonymity is that the word anonymity? i mean i kind of yeah. get it because you don't want to be that person like yeah we you turn them what now what like you don't <laughs> be that person yeah but like my issue is like Vane and ashton saw who you turned to them so it's not like it was a secret like if, yeah. but no one else had seen them by all means you deny that until you die oh um, had we used the blind you turned we were gonna lie until the show aired <laughs> we were not the ones who did it <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Which side would you guys have uh, have picked? A detour, build it or a weave it? Build it or weave it? Where would you guys have gone with this one? Mom and I would have done weave it. Like I did all like the the crafty stuff with the grandmother when I was little. So I feel like we could have figured that out really quickly. What happened? Uh, I think. I think Tyler would have like pushed for weave it and I would have like pushed back for build it. Uh, I think it would have been a toss up. I'm like, who are you? Okay. We would have been U-turned. So we would have been doing both of them. <laughs> I think uh, it wouldn't have been, it, it wouldn't have been a question between us that we would have done build it. But I said that like weave it is, is such a cool thing because that's something that, you can learn and do for the rest of your life. Like that's a bar trick. That's your on vacation. Let me let me make a basket and show people that I can make a basket out of palm fronds. But I mean, I would have loved to go to the school and and see the kids. And someone mentioned it earlier, but I actually think build it was the tougher side of that detour, especially when you're at the front of the pad. I don't know who mentioned it, but like, can you imagine just having like a stock of wood in front of you and like build a desk? Like, you don't know where these pieces fit together. Like, we didn't yeah. see it because we're on TV and we didn't see the desk. But, like, everyone has a different idea of what a desk is in their head. Right, it's especially a desk that looks like that. Yeah. Right. But they had a school involved. And I think before the uh, before the season started, anything that had involved kids or a school, we were doing it. Didn't matter. Yep. <laughs> that was just on our – that was one thing I guess we, we agreed to. Uh, what's one side? So you think that the weave it was actually easier than to build it? I think so. Initially, but once there was um, something to look at, the building was easier. I think was that once you got the examples, because I think they built two, but only had to take one. Is that correct? No, they had to take both. They only they showed take one. both, and it was yeah. like a hundred okay. yards from where they built oh. it. 
where like they had to take it. Yeah, that sucks. Well, in the meantime, you still have a nice, pretty example that you can like quickly like lay them out at least and then build it. So right. I think you do have an advantage coming in a little later on that one. Um, but I do think build it was initially harder. I agree. And I, I, I was actually surprised that, was it London? I can never remember. Yes. That London had such a difficult time weaving it when she was like, you know, I crochet, I weave. When they had like people right in front of you weaving it as well, that I don't know why you just wouldn't try to do. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm making it seem like it'd be so easy, but there's people doing it in front of you as, as a sample. So I don't know. Yeah. I she almost had my seal clap of the week. I got so excited because she's so passionate about like yes. her crochets and all her stuff. And then she gave up on it. All right. It so that hurt my heart. So that was my thing. Do you think that they gave up too quickly? Because even when they switched, Matt and Redmond were like, whoa, they're leaving. I mean, I don't know how long they were there. Well, let's put this tidbit in first. Uh, I also on top of that want to ask, do you like it when detours are this close to each other? I hate it. I personally, I like I hate when detours are this close together. Watching it, I hate it. Racing, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but no, but no, it like goes back to our first sled. I think leads, Justin, for us, leads one in ten have the detours that were so close, and it makes it like almost like less challenging because you're like, well, I can't do the puzzle. I'm just going to walk fifty feet that way and do the volleyball. When I give up on that, I'll come back to the puzzle. I like for there to be consequences to giving up on a challenge. And I'll tell you what, if we didn't, we saw how easy that people were winning that volleyball and we were like, we got to switch. I'm like, this is taking forever. We just, we just saw Adam and Alex win. And then we watched the, uh, the, um, Jin and Enoch win. And we're like, all right, Kelsey and Joey, all right, we got to go over there and win. So that, yeah, definitely... people were finishing volleyball quicker than they were doing the puzzle. So, right. And I just don't like that advantage of, I like for you to have to deal with the consequences of your choices. I like, I like yeah. yeah. I don't like them when they're that close as well. I mean, obviously, as a racer. 200 yards apart, Joey said. 200 yards. So about two football fields. Yeah, I don't like that. I like when you have to get in the cab, spend some money, and then take the consequences of switching. Yeah. (laughs) Well, how the hell do we – how do you feel about that guy, a butterfly? The guy who was nuts, had a little rope on his foot, and climbed up the damn thing catching palm fronds. Sucker was twerking on the tree. Did y'all see that? He was was booty popping, like (laughs) – Halfway up that tree. He had two GoPros on. He's singing Hakuna Matata in real life. That's I'm like, awesome. oh, that was so that cool. That was awesome, like the yeah. song that they had. And it's something that, I mean, like when we came back from ours, we looked up the rap song that we had to do. And that was like, you know. Yeah, in the Sabrina car, we were to play it and, and see if we still know it. So to have that kind of authentic song is another thing that you can take back from the race and just hang on to I uh, also love the part where they show Shamir getting the splinter and uh, overreacting again. Uh, did you notice that Tara, did you notice Tara telling the cab driver not, not to use his phone? Like she was in the cab, he was on his phone and she was like, ta, 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 no phone, no phone. Yeah, she was like, don't answer your phone. I was like, that's gangster. I, I love it. It, it reminds me so much of my mom on the race. And I love it. I love it. That's great. Uh, Joey, you got to tell us if there was any other gangster moves like that, because I did not expect that from Tara. She seems like the quiet mom who's going to keep everything calm and in line and keep her level head. Did not expect her to be putting the cab driver in check. Like, uh-uh, no phone, honey. Concentrate. <laughs> All right. So uh, any other surprises at the uh, detour that we want to talk about that I did not bring up? Uh, I thought it was a pretty even, fair detour. If you had the weaving skill, uh, you could do that fast. And if not, uh, you had a building skill, you could do that fast. And if not, you took long enough, you could eventually get both of them. I think it was just a matter of time before you got either of them. 
It's, uh, it's scary how quickly Matt and Redmond got through both of those. They beasted that challenge. <laughs> uh, it's scary. Yeah, it's I. I if they, if people weren't scared of that team before, they should definitely one hundred percent be scared of them now because that those two skills had nothing to do with their strengths. I believe I don't think either of them their strengths shine through in those wasn't tasks. Wasn't Matt like surprised he was so good at weaving? Yeah. It's, oh, and, and then Redmond, I, I thought that it would probably be like a military tactic for like jungle survival to be able to put together like a weave, a basket or something. He'd be good at it, maybe. Weaving 101, military <laughs> training. All right. Well, how do you feel? Uh, heading to the roadblock. Now, the roadblock shopping, it's a classic Amazing Race shopping challenge in a chaotic market. How do you feel about these? Do you like these? This seems to be coming one of the – every couple seasons has these uh, shopping challenges. These? I, these are really fun to watch, but like going on the show, this was my biggest fear was doing a challenge like that. And I was like, Tyler, if we're going to a market in some crazy country, you are shopping and I will be <laughs> waiting for you to come back with all of the ingredients. Yeah, I think the clue, uh, what's for dinner would have been like, okay, yeah. it could be food or, you know, it has something to do with food, eating or doing it, that that would a hundred percent been Justin's task. Cause I would have lost that. And task. negotiating too, which we'll get to. I mean, I mean, that's part of New York. If somebody's selling something on the street, you barter it down. You go, Oh, Rolex, $50. All right. I'll give you $10 for that fake Rolex. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, like when you, when you offer a hundred dollars for a tattoo, Say right? Uh, if I didn't offer the hundred dollars, I didn't offer. I said, "How much to keep you for the whole damn day?" And he was like, "Oh, he wouldn't tell me. Wouldn't tell me." And then at the end, he's like, "Oh, give me extra hundred dollars for the day? Sure, no, just to wait." What do you mean, just to get out of it? Sorry, I didn't mean to get you on your. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I I'm with you, Corey. I would have personally hated this challenge and dreaded it. But my, my mom would have killed this. Like, this is her challenge. Like, she is one of these people that can walk into a negotiation. And I have to just imagine her at this market. She's like, no, 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 just go away. Just leave me alone. Go away. <laughs> Tired of you. And she'll get them to, like, give the stuff her nuts to nothing. She would have killed this challenge. I would have sucked. Yeah, I, I think Tyler would have done really well, too, just, like, negotiating and all that. And I would have been happy to sit on the sidelines and watch. What did you think about the teams working together and different people paying for different parts of this? I, I don't know. It just seems so chaotic and uh, not worth the effort. No, it seemed it like a bad so, idea. Yeah, it seemed like it was so hard to watch because it seemed like some of the – it was hard, hard to know what was going on, actually, because so many people had men, like, running and grabbing stuff for them and bringing it back, which was great if you were one of those people who, who had a helper. But, yeah, that – who was it? Uh, London, Brooke, and uh, was one. Who was was the, it Floyd? Um, it's Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. Yep. It seemed like the three of them were standing around talking so much. And it's like yeah. they were either figuring out who owed who what, or maybe they were, maybe that was all shots of them waiting for the people to bring back their stuff. I couldn't really tell, but it did not seem like an advantage for the three of them to do that together. No. And then the whole splitting of the money, like I'll get this and you get that. Like I get, let's do it together. So we're all getting the same thing, but yeah. I'm going to pay out of my money. You pay out of your money. I'm not overpaying for somebody else when it just, I think no. that was, you so got someone. Kinda, I don't know who, but someone got slighted in that deal. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you got to keep it to yourself because I don't want to be short money later. And then it's, you know, not my fault or it is my fault. It's just, I get working together. That's fine. But I'm keeping the money between myself and my people because, you know, like you spend your money on what you want or don't spend it on what you want. And yeah, some people were wasting were, it on alcohol. We were saving it, yeah. trying to hook I was up. Gonna say, yeah. Were you guys, either of your guys' teams ever like 
close to short on money for anything. So there's yes. a couple times where they drained us. Like when we went to the orphanage, they drained all of our funds. Oh, and they that's never right. and they never really gave us a lot of money back. So towards the end of the race, it was like you were counting pennies. Yeah. Okay. We ran out of money obviously in Brazil. Uh we had three free cab rides. Yeah, Africa, we gave we, our money. We ran out of money in Africa. We uh I think and we were frugal. We didn't spend money we, on that. Yeah, the, only we were too. That we, the only thing that we actually spent money on was like uh, we got all of our clothing washed in India because I think it was like eleven dollars for, for everything. For everything a complete for both wash of, us. of all of our clothes. Whereas, like in some countries, oh. washing it was like eleven dollars for your shorts. So we were like, okay, it's India. You know, wash all our nothing. clothes. Yeah. So. We, I mean, I, we never once were like hurting for money, but I also never let us spend money on anything and like when we were at layovers at airports everyone else would be eating mcdonald's and tyler would be sitting there giving me puppy dog eyes and i'm like <laughs> i'm like there's a water there's a water fountain over there if you want to drink water we're not spending money on anything yeah, Corey, we're kindred spirits there's times that, like our whole cast gave me hell because there was one point where they're all like splurging on something in africa and mom came over and she's like i really want one of these two and i just looked at her and went no and nope. i'd look straight forward <laughs> it was the necklaces remember that she wanted to go shop for the necklaces for, and then i went and traded all my clothes and got necklaces for the whole cast <laughs> see i would have maybe done that for like a souvenir in africa but yeah i'm like tyler we are not spending yeah. money on anything we spent like i got i think a magnet in rotterdam for like a dollar um I got a magnet in India and like this, this thing for again, like a dollar. So that I was willing to give India, up. India, we spent yeah. money because everything was cheap. Yeah, Justin traded his clothes in Africa and, and got like necklaces. So I got like a keychain and a necklace from Africa because at that point too, like I kind of did want to start collecting things to bring home instead of yeah. just, you and know. And you know you lighten like, your load and, as you and, go. Yeah, and it's a dollar. I was like, okay, we're not going to be short a dollar. You can always negotiate that much, but. All right, so two different negotiation strategies we saw. We saw Vank and his, uh, let me quote this, can I get a dollar black back? Please hook a brother up. <laughs> I loved that. I'm like, I just, I just keep loving Vank and Ashton more and more. And that to me was so cute. I'm like, that's something Vank did so well, and I could never in a million years have been that person at the market being like, can I please have a dollar back? They would have never given me a dollar back. <laughs> That's funny. But if you got a dollar, yeah. he just handed him Let's like $30, $40. Yeah. Can Let's I get a dollar back? Hey, I mean, every dollar counts. Y'all know, like, maybe Tyler or Corey doesn't know, but, like, our, towards the end of our race, money was tight. Yeah, and and then you had Sarah's strategy where she just spent all her money and then was like, go back to the places where she thought she overspent. I think, though, <laughs> I mean, I think that takes, like, like guts Absolutely. to kind of go back and be like, no, I know you ripped me off. Give me my money back. And she, she was no so sweet options. about it. I know, I know. And being a calm, pretty uh, girl who speaks really like calmly, I think helps as well. I probably would have handled oh, it yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah no. no you Justin, probably, you would have gotten yeah, any money like, back. Don't say probably, Justin. You wouldn't have handled it. I would have got a better deal in the first place, though. And it seemed like so many of them like were just like opening their fanny packs and just showing how much yeah. money they had. And they were I'm like... like I would have had a dollar in my pocket and been like, this is all I got. Yeah. Like, yes. like, they've got their money fanned out and they're like, oh, I got $300. Yeah, like, we would always like, 
Take you and I need to raise Tori. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, there was a time in Poland where like mom and I were like crunching money. So I think we had like 400, like whatever the Poland money is. I forget what it is now. I pulled like Zlati. 30 out and I was like, this is all we had, this Zlati. I was like, we only have 30 Zlati. And I was like, will you please take us? Yeah. It's worth like a That's, charm. Yeah, like Justin would say, how much do we have? And I'd say like 300 bucks. And he'd be like, all right, give me, you know, give me 50 bucks or give me 100 bucks. Right, so, right. so there was that backup. Like, okay, this is all that we can spare. This is all we got. Please help us. <laughs> all right, let's get to it. Liz and Michael, are you kidding me? Back to back wins. And this is I a love it. and it wasn't because of a lead they had in the last leg, because there was two separate bunch points in this leg. So they earned this win one hundred percent again, not because of any lead that and they had. And in jeans, God bless her. Sweaty like a monster. Well, no, well, she did have sneakers this time, so she probably brought jeans, I mean, boots and sneakers, but the jeans part was like... They go into Amsterdam. So, so what we've learned is they never need to drive. They just need to race. Yes. <laughs> they, are, yes. they are brutal in their racing. That's right. So what I'll do now, are you starting to believe that uh, Liz and Mike have a chance at winning this thing, or are we still, like, hesitant? I mean, at, after this this one episode... Really taught me that. I mean, I mean, I should know it. I raced it. I know anything can happen. But I think watching not only Liz and Mike get back-to-back wins, but also seeing Seth and Olive get eliminated. Yes, it was on a ro- on a U-turn, but I, I've just been like, anything can truly happen. Any of these teams, I think, can make the final three and, and end up racing for a million dollars. Yeah, because most casts have tiers. You're like, oh, these are the really good teams that are in a far. Like, oh, these are the ones that are going to be out. I don't have that this season. Like, I don't have teams where I'm like, wow, these are like the powerhouses and they're going to dominate. Like, I see some flaws in all the teams and I see some strengths in all the teams. And that's not usually how it is this early in the season. Yeah, I kind of feel like because they're strangers, we – we don't really know how the tasks are going to make a, a team strong or make a team weak. And right. I think that there's going to be a lot of jumbling up throughout the season. And you know, it's interesting. If I said that the, the drum major was going to get a drum task and the rock climber was going to get a repelling task, you would think that they would win that leg of the race. Right. But they didn't. So those two skills that were set for them perfectly, and they still couldn't win that leg of the race. I look at them like, how the hell can they win the race? If they can't even win a, a leg that was designed for them. So I, then I look at Liz and Mike and I'm like, what, are their strengths are their strengths i don't know but then you watch the extra footage and if you watch extra footage uh, uh, i noticed with uh, mike and liz they tiffed and they yelled at each other they went, went back and forth He's like you're yelling at me like my wife and my so mother you know my wife and my mother don't yell at me like that or something like that and they went back and forth and then literally minutes later they apologized to each other and got back on the same page and even before they got to the next point they were done with it and moved on and i think that is why that they're working so well together they can get their tips get it out and move on and that's really important yeah, I mean, watching them, they seem I, – I didn't see that behind the scenes that you were talking about, but they just seem so, like, cool and calm and relaxed, and they know how to just get a task done. They don't seem to panic when they approach any of the detours or roadblocks as of yet, which I think makes a really strong team. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think they have a chance of winning at all? Yes? No? Yeah, I mean – Absolutely. I mean, th- it's interesting. Well, who was it? Somebody uh, in this last episode when they were building, I think it was Becca said that Brooke is so negative because she was listening to Brooke complain when they were building the things. It's, I agree. I don't see Liz and Mike doing that. And I think that's a positive asset to have on the team is to just do the task and stay positive while doing it. So 
thus far they've they've succeeded at that yeah, and i think sarah had said in the camp too like that they learned just to take their time and that was something that Justin and i always said like it's it's better to kind of be slow and steady than it is to kind of be crazy yeah, and we had here's the here's the thing too we have actually seen liz and michael with their feet to the fire so remember we they checked in last on the first leg they did like they were the last yeah. teams there so we have seen them like at their worst um and they still I didn't see them break down like with the major communications in that way. Like they were struggling, right. but I didn't see the major fallout where I was just like, ooh, this is going to end poorly. Yeah, from 10th to back-to-back first, lots of respect for Liz and Mike. They're definitely making me a believer. I didn't see much uh, in in the team initially and uh, definitely proven me uh, wrong. Followed by team uh, mom and dad, sixth, sixth and a second place finish for uh, <laughs> Joey and Tara. And if you watch the extra footage, Liz and Mike don't know Tara's name. They call her Trisha, Trisha and Tasha. Tasha. Yeah, <laughs> and they argue, no, it's Trisha. No, it's Tasha. No, it's Tara. <laughs> no, plus little hearts. I, I, didn't I tell you, I swear we were in China <laughs> when there were four teams left and Tyler's like, Shelly and Cody are such strong teams. (laughs) And I'm like, their names are Sherry and Cole, you idiot. (laughs) Oh, that is everything. (laughs) So uh, Joey uh, finishes in second place. He's used to that being from Boston and uh, being behind the Yankees. Uh, So uh, Vank and Ashton with a solid third place finish here, approving again that even though they finished uh, uh, in second place in that, that didn't have an advantage because they got bunched up and still finished near the top again. What do we think about Vank and Ashton? Can they win this race? So like I said at this point, I think anyone at this point that's left in the race, uh, there's one team I, There's one team that can't win. I'm sorry. There's just one team that cannot win. <laughs> I got about three um, in my head that can't win. Um, but I really think Wait, there's only – Which team? What's your team that can't win? I don't think Shamir and Sarah can win. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I just I see too much breaking down when they're towards the back of the pack. Um, maybe they'll surprise me. I hope they surprise me. I'll surprise me, please. But I, at this point, from what I've seen, I just don't think they w- can win. But from the other teams, I really think at this point any of them can win. Well, in my head, I see the same thing. I don't see Shamir and Sarah having a chance at winning because of the attitude uh, – unless that dramatically, dramatically changes. I don't see London and Logan having a chance at winning because they haven't done anything to prove that. They've just kind of hung near the back middle of the pack. I haven't seen anything to say, hey, we're going to win this race. Um, I guess the rest of I to be honest, I don't see a chance for Tara and Joey to win this race. Uh, I even know you're in the See, I think they're going to shock us. I really do. Um, I, I don't see any strengths in either of them being the one that be like, that's what's going to make them win the race. They're solid. Because we don't know that much. You're right. We haven't had a lot of yeah. screen time. I can only go based on what I've seen. So based on what we've seen, we haven't really seen any strengths that would say they're going to win this race. So I think those are the teams that I really don't see a chance at winning. But I love being wrong. It doesn't happen that oh, often. Oh, you do? I love it. It doesn't, it doesn't happen, happen that often. Like, it doesn't happen uh, that often. I was like, I could point out a lot you know, more times if you enjoyed so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Team Fun. Um, I'm sorry. Let's not skip over Madden okay. Redmond. Madden Redmond beast both sides of the detour and finish in fourth That's place. Crazy. Uh, That's admirable. And The one thing that scares me for them is because of how they performed in this leg, I think every single team is going to be targeting them now. And I'm yeah. sorry, I do, because y'all 
literally did two detours and a roadblock and passed how many other teams? Five other teams? Uh, no. Yeah, five other yeah, teams. Five other teams. Like, that is terrifying. Well, yeah. I was going to say, we didn't even talk. Did you guys notice that uh, Mike said that there were that the U-turns were unlimited this season? I heard that. I heard him say that, and I don't know if he under misunderstood something or if they changed the rule, because I saw somebody said that there was no rule changes, but I think like what James Earl was saying, maybe they informed people that you can use a blind U-turn and not go against your U-turns, because uh, because in your season, I don't think a lot of people knew that, so I think they wanted to make sure that everybody no. knew that. Okay, and my question right. was, I wonder if I got to the board that we could have U-turned two teams. Do you think uh, I, don't, I don't think they would have let you do that. No. <laughs> blind U turn. You don't blind U turn. Yeah, that you, cool. <laughs> you get a blind U turn. You get a blind U turn. <laughs> <laughs> On the Oprah of U turns, girl. Bam, bam. Uh, Joey said that's correct, Justin, that because they were blind U turns, that I guess there's yeah. going to be yeah. two. So that was the two same two for us, too. Yeah, yeah that's so a standing rule. Well, yeah. My thought process was well, they already showed at the beginning of the season there were going to be three double U-turn. So I'm like, maybe two of the three are blind and that's why they're quote unquote unlimited. Right. Uh, Yeah, that might be true as well. Uh, So I'm glad that the U-turns were both used. I'm glad the U-turns was effective and got one of the teams out of the race. And I'm also glad that we saw one team beast it and show everybody that you need to be scared. We haven't really won, (laughs) but you need to be scared of us. We're third, third and fourth. But there's a thing though, you don't have to win. You just have to survive. And that's like, that's... Kind of my philosophy, and this episode shows it. Like, I don't care how good you are. Seth and Olive, like, y'all are an amazing team, but it doesn't matter if you can't survive every lead to the end. Right. right. So I don't care if you're coming in nets to last every single time, but if you made it to that last lead and win, you just made it rain. Well, I know you were nervous about um, Matt and Redmond not having a chance to win because the U-turn board was going to get them. Do you still think the U-turn board can get them after seeing this? So I think here's what, here's what my prediction is, and I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I think they're, they're going to get the 20 uh, method. I think all the other teams are going to recognize how badass this team is, and they're going to try to 20 U-turn them out. And you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Where, yeah. Like, they put them up first, and they put the, the team that went before them up second, so they're yeah. the only people doing the U-turns. I think that's really the only shot these people got. And even then, it's going to be close. To turn a double U-turn into a single U-turn and make them do it. But, again, <laughs> it's still going to be close. I think a couple teams did that on season 28. Yes. Yes. They got in a lot of trouble online for it. <laughs> I remember a lot of feedback going over there. Team fun. Not having fun anymore. Becca was about to beat Floyd's ass. She even said I'll- if he didn't find that, she was going to punch him in his mouth. Okay, I I am so on Becca's side on this because here's the thing: you have Uh-oh. you have one job, Floyd, and I've loved you for the race so far. <laughs> you have one job in this race, and it's don't lose your passport. If you lose your passport, that is your blood in this game. If you have no blood, you cannot play. So, like Justin, I don't know if you saw, but that fanny pack, even during the pit stops, like when we we're going to dinner, I don't know if you saw that fanny pack was you always always, it, yeah. always on me. It <laughs> never was off yeah. of me. That was ours. Like even on the roadblocks when I could have taken it off and give it to him, like in uh in uh, the Netherlands, I'm running back and forth with this with this fanny pack. But my thing is, there's multiple compartments in the fanny pack, so your passport should be buried as close to your body as possible and not be anywhere near you. Take the clues in and out or your that's money. That's true. There was a separate compartment for it, but watching Team Funds recap, you learned that that's where they hid the express pass, and they didn't want to open that inside bag 
uh, during the race so somebody could see it. So they had that closed, kept their passport, and the other thing, and that almost kicked them yeah, out of the like you know what? You know what? It won't matter if you lose your passport, that express pass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and you make sure that you open your fanny pack and you put your clues in one area and your money and your passports in another area carefully and closely. Did we it. see Becca having that in her, though, to be the, the badass of the team and just, like, stop no, team fun and just... He's a complete idiot. And then she was like, oh, yeah. like <laughs> she doesn't even know him. And she's mm. here's so, the thing, though. Like, I would be in, I would be just like her because it's not like they killed the sled. They like were middle of the pad towards the back of the pad. Yeah. And let, let's be honest. All of us here know what happened. They checked in. They went off to the side. They got a little snack. They got a little drink. And then they opened up their pad and they're like, oh, crap. I don't <laughs> have it. The crazy thing is, too, is, you know, it's like. 15 to 20 minutes sometimes before they even check for your passport. Right. And that's what I was just saying. Like they were chilling there for a long time. Right. So you know, yeah. Once you realize it's gone, you're already thinking I just burned 20 to 30 minutes. Right. It was, snack. it was suspenseful too. And, yeah. and, and I think it all came down to that. They got the business card. And it, I think that's why they kind of showed him the, business, the card. business card scene that would later play in that they were able to call him. <laughs> and maybe tell him to come back or ask for it, or was it in there? They got very, very lucky. Well, to, and to know like, when he lost it or the probability that it was in the cab is just so yeah. lucky. Yeah. I mean, it could have been like like in Russia when um, uh, Abba, Mark and Abba, got that cab driver took the passports, their bags, and bounced. He didn't bother coming back. <laughs> like so, I said, they, they got real lucky. Very, very lucky. Uh, she said she would have broken his nose if they didn't find it. How lucky of Team Fun that they had Abdul's business card. Wait, Joey is in the chat room saying, James Earl saying it's okay to punch someone and not a window. We're saying it's not okay to punch someone. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't say punch him. He said, he said just kidding. He said just kidding. It's oh. fake punching. <laughs> Uh, you could have done that to the window. Oh, window! Like, oh, oh window! Oh, right. splinter! <laughs> something that Diana picked up on. Maybe you guys picked up on. She said she loves the sweat and dirt at the oh, pit stop. I did. Um, weirdly, but the best feeling. Yeah. You love being sweaty and dirty at the well, pit stop. Well, when Sarah checked in, like, I mean, you could just tell that, like, her pigtails were sticking to her neck. She had stains all over her shirt. They were like glistening, and I remember being like so dirty and sweaty and you have stains on you but it was like i don't know it was just that to think like how you got all that i'm jealous i think they got to keep their freaking fanny packs joey did you guys get to keep your fanny packs and they got hats or something too. because i watched lolo's uh london's recap as well and she had a fanny pack well they had the and fancy ones that say amazing race on it don't they like we didn't yeah. well they those were the same ones we had and they took them back at the end yeah. but they do sell them on the cbs like website oh, okay. so maybe she just maybe bought, she bought it okay melissa so uh in the in the chat room said you know the dirt and the sweat is a sign of a day well spent and that's kind of i guess the simpler way to say it i i completely agree with that it's like sometimes yeah you just you feel like i earned my spot I'm here. Yeah. We're moving on. I'm disgusting, but I feel so good at being disgusting. Who gets to shower first? Joey said <laughs> that she stole it. Lolo stole it. Well, props to you. I don't know how you could steal that. How did you pull that off? Like they snatched that from me real quick. They're like, "Up your eliminated. Give us your fanny pack." <laughs> well, it looks like it looks like they each have one per person on yeah. our season. We shared it, on ours. It was one per team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they all had their own fanny pack at the starting line. So. And Corey, are you wearing a Lady Gaga yeah. shirt? I am wearing a Lady Gaga shirt. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that that was a Lady Gaga shirt. All right. Joey was asking. 
Joey, yeah, Joey was in the in the chat room asking. Uh, he's a big Lady Gaga fan. Joey said he smelled <laughs> like he smelled like Bigfoot's. All right, you know. Oh, one thing, Joey, since you're here, I noticed this episode. Your backpack is so freaking big. Like, how the <laughs> hell did you carry that thing? Like, I, I, like left three, I ditched most of the crap in my backpack and like thinned it out. But yours is still like a beast. Did anyone else notice that? The thing is like twice the size he is. Oh, I always look at backpack I, sizes. Yeah. I try to look too, especially after our season, because uh, Zach and Rachel had the tiniest little backpacks ever. And every single other team was like, did you guys only bring one outfit? Like, how do you even have anything in your bags? They were that small. So I always look at the other races. Oh, I'm yeah, well, if I ever do it again, my backpack's going to be like this bit. We're well, sharing one. Well, that was, yeah. Justin always offered <laughs> to carry mine, and I always said no. But now we always say, like, we would have one, you know, one. Like, I would just pack so much less because oh, I yeah. Pack, oh, like, yeah. I packed so much more than I needed to. But when we were doing, like, our first intro pictures and stuff, and you had to bring your own backpack. Packs. We were we were looking at the liter amount for each ones, and I think Tanner had like ten liters. Mine was forty five. I think Justin had fifty five. But the thread uh, store said eighty. I know that's what he said. Like, you know, me and Justin are like 80. Justin, like they have eighty. Like there's this eighty. Like they're, not, they're like they're not winning. They're, I know. Like Jimmy we just kind of size people up by, by the He's size of their backpacks. Like so, yeah, we were, that's, we were judging people from the beginning. Can't lie. Um, so we had Madden Redmond finish right after Vank and Ashton. There's a little drama on the mat about the U-turn going down. Another little snide Joey remarks had back hair and products. forth. <laughs> of course, Joey Cavino had hair products. And Tara made him get it. good. He could hold 200 pounds easily. <laughs> so you won't need that. So uh, London and Logan finished in fifth place, their highest finish, and nobody noticed. Brooke and Scott finished right in sixth place. Uh, Brooke, I do not hate you. I would just hate to race with you. I would, uh, you're not the type of partner that I would thrive with. Um, so I, I do not have any problems with you personally. To defend her, though, to defend her a little bit, like, I get that she complains a lot, but, like, at least she's working through the complaints. That's, like, my redeeming quality with her is, like, if you actually just, like, watch her, she's booking it, and she's working yeah. hard. She's just I, talking a lot while she does it. I will say she definitely had a redeeming moment for me this week. I think it was when they were carrying the bench, and she was like, ow, 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 and Scott – was great like he always is and tries to comfort her and said what's what's happening and she said no it's fine and i was like there you go girl you gotta say it's fine you gotta like tough it up and so i i I was really proud of her this week to to have that because i was expecting some complaints and and she seemed to say nope i've got it i will carry this bench i kind of feel like i do that too like i just complain out loud and Mm -hmm. and then kind of just wanted like bring those words back in like yeah uh, Sarah and Shamir finished in seventh place where actually if Shamir would have acted on our show like he did on the Matt chat and the extra footage, I would have had a lot more respect for him on the Matt chat and the extra footage. If you want to see some redeeming footage of Shamir, go to the extra footage on um, the Amazing Race YouTube page and watch Shamir on the mat. It's it's actually the most real and raw we've ever seen uh, Shamir actually be a little, watch this. a little bit of humble and you might get a little, I was hoping to see that when he came on our show. Um, so no, it's nothing. It's nothing personal if, uh, for the people that are asking. All right. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Let me skip through here. 
Uh, the, oh, the U-turn takes down Seth and Olive. Uh, are you surprised that they couldn't overcome it, uh, uh, seeing Matt and Redmond do it as fast and coming in fourth? Or is this something that was kind of expected, U-turn taking down a big team? I had a lot of questions myself. I mean, you always wonder what extra stuff's going on because it, it seems like they really struggled with the weaving. I mean, I, I wanted to know how far – that actually put them behind because they were the first ones done building the bench. And then it seems like they got really tripped up from the weaving. And then, I don't know, something in my gut said there was something a little more there with the money and her trying to exchange the Brazilian. I think that tied them up longer than they actually let us see. on. I, re- on I remember reading an interview that something happened with an ankle. And I don't remember. Wh- I wish I had read into it a little bit more. Seth and Olive's cameraman uh, tripped and twisted his ankle. He was out for the rest of the um the show like he messed his ankle up so bad so he, mm-hmm. he definitely he definitely tripped and i think they got like a time credit but it wasn't enough uh, for them mm-hmm. to uh, yeah i don't know yeah I, I right when they started talking about the brazilian money i was like this is gonna be trouble and yeah it i was surprised because i thought man they're gonna overcome this when they were the first ones done with the man. the benches but I mean, that was about the only thing that went well for them that day was building the benches. My yeah. only, my only critique of that is for any, all future racers that are listening, when you're leaving a country, like you're in an airport, Google the currency. If they don't use the currency you're going to be using, get rid of it all. Like yeah. exchange every penny you have to what yeah. you need. Yes. What will end up happening is you'll accumulate like a lot of money, but it's in 15 different currencies that you can't use. Yeah, a lot of countries won't take. I'm surprised they took Brazilian money. I know Brazil's a big country, but I'm surprised. I think it's because they were at. I think they were because they were at a market and they could get away with it. I don't think that would have worked in most places. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, bonus footage is they're mentioning. There is an awesome footage of Phil Kogi rapping on the mat. Yes, you heard it correctly. That was awesome. Phil is rapping as uh, Becca and Floyd beatbox, and then he passes the mic to Shamir. And Shamir drops the mic. <laughs> Definitely got to watch that in the extra footage. I know there's some people saying they can't watch the extra footage. I don't want to get in too much trouble, but I'll try to pop, post a couple extra footages on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, so you can see the two that I was talking about. Footages. Okay. So what did you guys think of the overall leg design? I, think I didn't like few- it. I loved it. I loved this ledge. But I think the part of the reason I loved it is because most of the times the U-turn board, it's like the strongest teams getting there and U-turning some weaker teams. And I feel like I'm not calling the teams that U-turned weak. Like, I don't think Tara and Joey are weak. I don't think uh, Vane and Ashton are weak. But it was some unexpected U-turns. Like, if you were thinking of this, you wouldn't think, oh, it's going to be Seth and Olive versus Matt and Redmond, which I like those surprises and I like those changes. Okay, so then let's just say, had the U-turn... Had it been designed differently, then you would have had, like, uh, Mike and Liz being out of the roadblock first, getting to the U-turn board first. But Joey in the chat room said that everybody had an agreement to U-turn, um, I think it's Seth and Olive and, and Matt and Redmond. So it was yeah. kind of no matter, unless That's- those two teams came out in first, they were getting U-turn no matter what. I mean, that's why I said what I said about the decision point being before actually having to complete one side. I mean, it looked like Seth and Olive were the last ones to the U-turn board, and they were the first ones done building it. So I'm like, yeah. they would have they would have survived it. It wasn't uh, – didn't you guys say that uh, Logan and – what was his name on your season? Chris. Chris. Chris and Logan. Wasn't theirs before, too? Yeah, yeah. yeah there was. 
So they oh, yeah. knew. And yeah. I always feel like, I mean, that definitely adds like a motivational factor that, that, that could give you that extra energy to get both sides done, knowing that you have to do both sides. The only team to ever overcome a single U-turn. And, it was, oh, no. and here's the thing. Mom and I were so pumped when we saw theirs until we saw the clue and we saw both were at the same place. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yes, we have a chance. And then I knew we didn't. That sucks. So we had Shamir and Scott Becker and Floyd, Seth and Alec went home and we're getting to the super fan move of the episode. I'm going with Matt and Redmond. Well, not just for just straight beasting it and, and p- bu- putting their head down and buckling through, but for also getting in the head of Frank and Ashton and just grinding it and grinding it. I'm going to see if that's going to turn out to be good for them or bad for them, but I like it because at least they're trying to play the game <laughs> and use whatever little advantages that they do have. James Earl, who gets your seal clap? Oh, who is it this week? So, so this week is going to be Liz and Michael, just because they are such an unexpected surprise that I just love seeing them do so well. And like you said, and they're like cowboy honky tonk outfits. It just makes me happy. Oh, Mike just joined us in the in the chat room. What's up? And Joey wants to date your mom, James. Or how would you feel about Joey dating your mom? Whatever, go for it. Have fun. <laughs> 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 that is so great. Diana, who are you putting in check this um, week? Uh, no surprise. I'm putting Shamir in check, and it was for the little, like, part that you see where Sarah's doing something, and he and Shamir says to her, like, do you see why? Do you see why? And it's kind of the thing about you, and that might be the New Yorker thing that I hate uh, or don't like about Shamir, that – um that's how sometimes Justin likes to phrase things when he speaks to me. And that's where the put in check comes from. So Shamir's getting it. In honor of me, Shamir, yeah. the Bronx boy, you're getting put in yeah. check. All right, Corey, did you come up with something that you want to give award and award away on our show? Each week? You know, I think I was just thinking and I was like, I should just give like my LOL moment of the week because there I think that was a big thing for Tyler and I was just to make sure we were laughing and, and having fun and Love it. I don't, yeah, I guess uh, I kind of had to, I mean, honestly, I was worried for Becca and Floyd, but I was cracking up when she was threatening to punch him in the face and he didn't, I mean, you could tell his reaction. He was kind of caught off guard. He knew he, she wasn't going to hit him, but I think that was a side of Becca. We all did quite expect to ever see. So that was my, LOL moment of the week, and, and I'm glad Team Fun survived because you know that I, I love them as a team. So Yeah, they are, they are really uh, a real fun team to watch. Uh, Floyd's a little overdramatic for me, but, I mean, it comes to the Remember dance when he dance showed his dance ball? Did you see him? He's like... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just who he is. It's so endearing. Like, I love it. It's endearing if it's not fake, you know? If it's fake, then it's like, stop being so over the top. See, I don't think it's fake. I think it's just who he is. I think it's genuine, too, and I think that's one of the reasons why I love both of them is they're both just 100% truly who they are and, like, just them being their authentic selves, which is Um, fun to watch. Corey, somebody, uh, Zoe said that you should do the it's sarong, it's right moment of the week, but I kind of like the LOL. (laughs) Or the hashtag. He should make up a hashtag every week. He was always the king of the hashtags, uh, you and Tyler Tech. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. It's so bad. We did say that. It's so wrong. It's so right. (laughs) All right. Next week, double episode, Tanzania and Norway. And it's starting at nine o'clock an hour or earlier, people. So make sure you get there. You're going to miss some fun. What do you think about uh, another episode in Tanzania? So I think it's going to be a non limb. I'm just saying it's time for one. We have a double episode coming up. It's it's going to happen. That's 
I was, we were saying this before we actually went live. I was like, I, as a viewer, I never really loved watching a non-elimination leg because I'm always like, send somebody home. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, if they're going to do back-to-back episodes, then yes, let the first one be a non-elim and then, then let's see someone else go home within the second hour. Yes. Oh, and I did. I don't know if I did. I did bring up that, that it was Ramadan there, uh, which means that people were uh, not eating and they were praying. And then uh, at the nighttime, everybody could come out, and eat and do their thing. So that's why nighttime was so bustling and busy and daytime was so dead. Um, it was a big problem there. OK, uh, so in Tanzania, they're there for another week. I do think it's going to be a non-elimination. Uh, I love uh, the fact that heading to Norway, it's one of the places that I've wanted to visit. It's, are actually one of the best countries on earth for like healthcare, best countries on earth for being green, best countries on earth for like schooling. It's got a lot of, but that's, I mean, that's up there. So I'm excited to see that area. Yeah. So so, uh, I'm really looking forward to to that in the preview though. We see Vank and Ashton getting into not one, but two separate arguments. Brooke talking about taking a penalty, Scott crying. And uh, next week on the show, we're going to have Brooke and Scott as well. So what do we think about, um, the penalty talk and Scott crying. Oh, I don't even know the word. I can't wait to just get them in on the show with us so I can let them both know that I do love them. No, I do too. And I feel like I talk so much crap about them, but I, do, I think they're good people. I really do. I'd love to hang I mean, out with them. You're fun to watch. Thank you for not being on the amazing race with me. I want to tell them. <laughs> yes Brooke, it's, uh, Brooke I don't have any problems with you anything that I talk is just game stuff and uh, I'm very much looking forward to talking with you guys next week Joey will be joining us next week because he went also speaking of Joey I texted mom and she says she's not sure he can handle her <laughs> go ahead mom huh? yeah she said, bring the handcuffs. Um, oh, uh, hold on. Mike was too far. Cover. Too far. Michael had to cover all of his tattoos. Did he really? I just saw yeah. I saw he posted that. That's why he was covered from head to toe. And it's a million That's why degrees on like the equator in June. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, that makes sense. When we went to Dubai, they made me, uh, well, they highly suggested I cover my tattoos when we were in Dubai. So... I, I get that, and I know that some of the countries they do ask you to. I do mean, that. the only point that we were making was like choice and clothing was so big for us when we went shopping. Like, I would have never picked a dark sh- long sleeve shirt. I would have absolutely had something long sleeves, and that's why I, yeah, I chose light something white. Justin had like a quick, dry, long sleeve shirt. Um, so it was made for hiking, and I mean, but just to see how sweaty he was, his shirt was just sticking to him, and I'm sure like they probably came back and waited light because. So do we think this is it for uh, Scott and Brooke next week? Do we think it finally gets them? Mm, I don't think so. Not next week. I don't think so. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is they're going to be suffering and they're going to come in last for the non-elimination leg and then continue on. And I don't know if they'll be eliminated that second leg, but I think that's where the drama comes from. I like the edit. I like that there's some, uh, not one, but two separate drama pieces um, for for that team because they're they're fun to watch. Uh, Scott and Brooke are definitely – and stop comparing her to Flo. Everybody out there, right? If you're going to compare to somebody, compare. Did you say something? Compare to Haley. I said that too. <laughs> no, he said She's it. A, a mix of Flo and Haley. <laughs> No, those flow is like the worst to ever race. She's like up there with she's like the female Jonathan from Jonathan Victoria. Like them two just need to be on a whole thing <laughs> on another level. Uh, but uh, Brooke is more a Haley type of, type of race. <laughs> well, all right. What else? Anything else before we wrap That's this up? It. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on this special Monday night edition. I'm sorry that Joey couldn't join us live. He went and asked permission. Ask forgiveness. 
Yes, no. So uh, he'll be on the show next week. Uh, for We're doing two uh, recaps. We're going to do one, stop it, and then start another one. So we'll do have Brooke and Scott on for episode four, and then we will have Joey on for episode five. So are we going to have like a two-hour recap then? Is yeah, that what pro- oh, oh, I don't know, however long it takes. Yeah. It depends Crazy. on how. Okay. It, just, it, it goes, maybe we'll flow faster. We'll see how it goes. Whatever. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for stopping by and uh, putting the thumbs up, a little share, a little like, for telling your friends about it. And for the racers themselves, Michael and uh, Joey and my man Vern coming in from China. And Redmond. And Redmond. And I really appreciate each and every one of you for uh, clarifying some things up in our chat room and hanging out. People want to see Cooper. He's Cooper. All right. Go ahead. Go get Cooper right now. We'll say goodbye. Jeez. We love you guys. Uh, so how can you help out? Just a quick thumbs up. What are you doing right now? You can take the time to go give a thumbs up, a little like, a little share. A little oh, before we did next week, averages come back. Bring in the averages back. Oh, bring in the average. A lot of people are at, oh, this is our boy, Cooper G. Doodle, who still has twice as many followers as I do on Instagram. Check him out, Cooper he's, G. Doodle. He's cuter, that's why. 100%. All right. We love each and every one of you. Thank wow. You made it all the way through the podcast. If you want to continue to support the Races Recap, please check us out at racesrecap.com.